Authentic Influence is the show where we get real and go behind the brands, personalities, business models, and strategies of successful influencers and entrepreneurs so that you too can grow your influence, impact, and personal wealth and do it whilst keeping it real. First time joining us, make sure you subscribe because you're going to get some epic conversations. I'm your host, Anthony Chansomuth. Now let's start today's class. All right, we are live. Welcome to Authentic Influence Live. This is the podcast turned into a Facebook Live series. This is episode number one, and I've got my amazing friend Sam Riley on with me. Welcome to number one, Sam. You're number one. Yeah, oh, that's super <laughs> exciting. I like being number one. That's cool. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> it's brilliant. I'm not going to read your full bio out because it's in nah, on your don't do that. It's boring. Do all that. Uh, yeah. I think the way I would put you is you're an authority, authority positioning strategist. Uh, mm-hmm. You help basically people who are running or building, growing online businesses to really become the authority in what they do and to be able to effectively communicate that out. So uh, mm-hmm. I've got this belief that we all have this mountain of gold that we're sitting on, but we don't necessarily know how to let the world know that. Uh, and that's where you mm-hmm. come into play because your clients and people who are going through your coaching programs you know, they've been able to come out through through your work, go out there and go, yes, you know, I am highly valued. I've got a lot of expertise uh, and I should be, you know, recognized for that and paid well for that. Am I absolutely the right mark here? <laughs> you are absolutely 100% spot on. So I'm glad that my message has got clearly to you because otherwise <laughs> that could have been really embarrassing, right? <laughs> yeah. it's a good test, isn't it? You go to the host, hey, you just tell me what you think I do. And <laughs> I actually like that. Having that fed yeah. back to me, that was like, okay, tick, I managed to get that right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So I wanted to do a quick welcome to anyone who's joined the live and if you're watching the replay please just type replay into the the chat box so we know that uh that you're getting the videos and that you're seeing the content it's important that you know you do that if you don't understand how facebook works uh i might have to do another session with a facebook expert on, on all of that but um mm. the main thing is we all want to get our voice and our message out and this is why i think to start off this series it's amazing to have sam on here because that's been we're talking about coaches and consultants and people who are online course creators. There's this backward mentality that I've been through and experienced the pain of, which is I go and course, I go and create an ebook or I go and create mm-hmm. tons of blog posts or I go create a podcast and then it gets crickets, right? And yeah. I'm going, yeah. why isn't my business revenue growing? Why aren't I making any money? Right. And then it's like, it's not because, you know, I haven't got the 10 or 15 years of experience behind me, right? It's just that that doesn't mean anything if you can't reach the people you're trying to reach. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to cover the three mistakes struggling coaches and course creators are making getting clients today with you, Sam. So why don't we just jump into maybe, yeah, why don't we go through the three mistakes? And then what I'd love to hear from you is a couple of case studies. of co- Yeah, that clients, sounds great. Right? Right. Um, yep. So let's yep. go there. So what what are... What's number one? What's the biggest mistake? All right. So number one, this is usually people that are starting. It's not people that have got, you know, their six fit, you know, their 10K a month, but it's people that spend time doing the wrong things. They think that creating the most amazing WordPress site, you know, sitting in Canva, fiddling with their logo for a month to get it just perfect or, you know, like sitting with a colour wheel going, what exactly are the hex codes? You know, sitting on social media but scrolling and commenting without creating their own content. All of the things that are, you know, they're sitting behind a screen 
and not necessarily sharing, but more, what's the word? Brain strain. So not sharing their message, but interacting with other people's posts. There we go. We got it out. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like you got to switch the mentality from being a consumer and That's doing the, the word things. I was looking for. <laughs> yeah, right? Where you're just consuming other people's stuff. Like I used to be a whole Gary Vee junkie. I'd watch all his videos and, you know, this, that guy's a machine. Like he's literally... Mm -hmm. Wherever you're going, he'll be there. Um, and that's a strategy. But you get sucked into it, right? And then you're like, okay, mm -hmm. now I'll just watch other people's stuff. And mm -hmm. um, at some point, you've got to get out of that and go, well, what am I creating and putting out to the world? And that's what you're mm -hmm. saying. What, what are the things that you can do that are the, the things that move the needle, you know, or that actually get you revenue and income is the thing you're wanting that actually produce the sales? Absolutely. So things like actually having conversations with people, and this is something that you're really good at, when we want to sell our program or we want people to know what we do, the best way to do that is actually have conversations. Social media is a really great way to like a platform to start that conversation, but it doesn't finish there. You know, it finishes with having a conversation, picking up the phone, using personal messages or DMs. It's not going to happen sitting behind a computer and all the beautiful stories that you hear of people automating their businesses and sitting on a beach and drinking cocktails and, you know, having ding, 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 you know, all the sales coming in overnight. They didn't do that on day one. That's not how it works. And yes, it is possible, but it's just not at the beginning. What are your thoughts around people who uh, they've got that, they've been I know, sold with the idea of scale, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, you can do, you can launch an online course and you can scale that and mm -hmm. you potentially have thousands of buyers. But what do you see with people starting out? And is yeah. that a, what's the danger of buying into that scale psychology when you don't have an audience? Yeah. So scales, oh, I'm all about scale. I absolutely love scale. But here's the thing. You can't scale nothing. It's like zero times zero equals zero. You have to have something to scale. Um, and I'll actually give you you know, you said we will have a couple of case studies. So I'll give you a couple of case studies on that because that's something that I'm really passionate about sharing. And I want people to think, a lot of people want to be Tony Robbins size, not Tony Robbins, the person, but, you know, we look at him, he just did his um, UPW, he had 11,000 people show up. That's the dream for a lot of people. I want to present to 11,000 people. But here's the thing. When he ran his very first course in his own lounge room in his house, he had three people show up. If Tony Robbins can start with three, so can we. I love that. I love how you got that rhyme in there. <laughs> and, um, I'm, <laughs> and I don't even know it. That's right. <laughs> oh cool. All right. So that's mistake number one. Let's go to mistake yeah. number two. Yes. And this one ties into the first one, and that's hoping that sales will just happen, you know, and it's buying into that same dream of we put it out, we get our program together, we put it out on the net or, you know, we, we decide we're going to be a coach now. We put that shingle up on the door. We're a coach now. We tell everyone, hey, I've got this thing now, and you just sit there waiting for people to come to you, and that's not the way it's, that it works. I think that... We should think about our websites or our programs being in a shop front, essentially. And now imagine that that storefront or that shop front's in the middle of the Sahara Desert. How many people are going to come walking past that? You know, we've got this idea that there's billions of people on the net and there is, 
but they're not seeing everything. You know, there's so much out there. So we have to bring people to us. They're not just walking past our door. So start to think of your website being in the Sahara Desert. What do I need to do to bring people to that to be able to see it? So definitely, you know, hoping that sales will just happen is not the way to go. Yeah, kind of just thinking about some of the shops along here on the street once, you know, COVID hit and they had to shut down and they kind of had to reopen, but then the the traffic's gone. Like people Uh literally are not walking up and down the street anymore because, you know, they're told to stay home. We're in lockdown. And so that's a really, you know, to take that idea, content of what you're saying, putting a website up doesn't bring people to your door. Like it's sitting there. And for a lot of people, they use it like a business card or a flyer. And it's like what you're saying. It's like, well, you need to let people know that that thing is this. If Mm -hmm. you don't bring people there, what are you going to do? And I think the mindset I had to go through was let's switch the psychology rather than trying to attract, attract, attract. I know there's been the whole thing around attraction marketing and it's HubSpot have done a really great job of putting this inbound philosophy out there. But like what you're saying, for people who are starting out, you have to do the thing that we used to do before we, we did this. I know you had a brick and mortar business a while ago where yep. you have to actually go knock on doors. And you got to go, yeah, hey, absolutely. that's where people are, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And that's literally what we used to do. We had local businesses and we used to have flyers that went out to our local area. You know, we used to advertise in the in the local newspaper. I don't even I don't even know if local newspapers still <laughs> exist. I'm not really sure. But certainly times have changed. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've gone through two. So the first one doing the wrong things. The second one is what did you just say there, Sam? Uh, hoping that sales will just happen. That's number okay. two. Yeah. So yeah. spending time on the wrong things, hoping that sales will just happen. And number three, and this is a biggie, and this isn't just, so with the first two, they were like sort of beginner coaches. This third one can creep up on just about anyone, but that's waiting for clarity. Because I think that a lot of us are like, oh, I'm not really sure where we're going. I'm going to sit on this. I'm going to, you know, meditate under a tree for three years and hopefully get an answer. But the thing is that clarity comes from taking action and it can feel really counterintuitive and it can feel really clunky sometimes, but we need to take action first to get the clarity to then, you know, use that, that feedback mechanism to then get the clarity as we move along. Okay. So I'm getting into the mind of the person watching this and going, but Sam, how can I move forward if I don't have clarity or, or, Uh you know, um, I feel like I do have clarity, but I don't know what to do. Uh-huh, but I don't have uh-huh. clarity on how to move forward. So, so how mm. do we tackle that one? Lots, lots. So my favorite saying is you can't read the label from inside the jar. So, you know, when we're sitting inside the jar and we're thinking all of those things, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to move forward. Get someone else to help you, whether it is a coach or a mentor. I'm going to mention a few things here and it depends on the application. It depends what the challenge is as to which one goes where. The second one is just getting someone to ask you questions. So a lot of times I will create some content or, you know, want to talk through some sort of methodology. And what I'll do is I'll explain it. Like imagine I'm the teacher and explain it to my husband. And if he looks at me like, huh? I'll ask him, what bits don't you understand? Because then that gives me the feedback that I need to, you know, he'll ask me different questions. And I think that's the biggest part of that second one. Find someone that can ask you different questions because we get caught thinking the same way all the time. 
you know, we've got that loop of thinking the same thing. That's where we're like banging our head against the wall thinking, why can't I get this? Soon as someone else asks a different question, it takes our mind somewhere else and it's a lot easier to come up with the answer. So coaches, mentors, just get someone to ask different questions. Sometimes it can be researching, but I get really afraid of saying that because I also know that, you know, if we go back to the first one, spending time on the wrong things, people can get caught down a Google rabbit hole for days. So if you can't Google your answer and find it in 10 minutes, I'd pretty much walk away from that one. Yeah, I think that's a really good tip because it's easy to trick ourselves into thinking that by doing research, we're actually doing the work. And it's mm-hmm. to, like you say, for the first 10 minutes, probably that's fine. But then once it becomes a, I'm doing three hours of research on whatever it is, are you actually holding back from doing the thing you need to be doing? Is there something else going on? Uh, I want to sort of take that thought and add on to what you said about having someone ask you good questions, right? Why is it important? Do you feel that, you know, for a business owner that they invest in having a coach, a mentor, a consultant or something like that? Because they speed up the process. So generally, you know, I like to say to my clients, you know, it's lucky for you guys, I've made all the mistakes. I know all the mistakes. I know how to get out of all of them. I've done it all. In 27 years, I have made so many mistakes. And a lot of us are afraid of failing. But the thing is that failing will give us learnings. And generally, your coach or your mentor will know what they are. They've seen them and they'll be able to recognize them a lot faster. So if you're thinking, oh, you know, I'm doing this thing, ABC, getting the thing done, whatever it is, you don't know if one of those little pieces is wrong. So if you're trying to create, you know, something in a linear route and you've done a couple of things wrong, it's, you know, you could end up miles away from where you're heading. So by having someone that can oversee and can give you the shortcuts is definitely super, super helpful. I've been investing in mentors for around 20 years. I've had so many of them because they help me to move along at, you know, 10x the speed that I would have been able to on my own. I mean, you've known me for a little while. I move Mm -hmm. pretty fast and (laughs) I wouldn't be able to do that on my own. I've got a team of people that I call on to help every day because I want to make sure that I just, I've got an idea, I want to implement it and I want to make sure I'm getting it right the first time. We were having a bit of a joke before we were chatting. My, My poor team the last week have been like, Sam's on steroids just about at the minute, going so fast. The poor things can't keep up with me. <laughs> yeah, that's the trouble with being the visionary. It's kind of like I'm over here and you guys have to kind of catch up. But I feel that. So with the evaluate, like something that you that's come out of what you just shared now, I want to sort of touch on in terms of how do you find the right coach? What's the qualification steps or, or what are the questions someone should be asking when they're considering a program? Maybe someone has some interest in, your business success academy and some of the work that you're doing, you know, or another coach, that's fine. But just what are the questions that you ask when you're Mm -hmm. considering potentially working with somebody? Yeah. So the first thing I want to know when I'm hiring a coach is have they achieved the results that I'm looking for? If they haven't actually achieved the results that I'm looking for, then I won't go there because they've learned it out of a book of they've learned it's from somewhere else. I want to know who they learned it from. You know, who is the person that's actually done it? So that's the first thing. Because at the end of the day, them achieving that outcome is the qualifications. I don't care where they learned it. I just want to know they've done it. That's the qualifications that I'm looking for. The second thing is, and I think that this is really important, ask the coach that you want to work with, 
or they should be asking you back the other way. Sorry, I said that wrong. They should be asking you, what is the outcome you want to achieve? Because I've reached out to people before with an idea of this is what I want to do and haven't been asked that question and have, you know, wound up maybe down the path and thought, oh, this isn't exactly what I was looking for. So now I always want to make sure that my coach is saying, or, you know, my prospective coach is saying to me, what is the outcome you're trying to achieve to make sure that this is a match? I had someone reach out to me a couple of weeks ago and she had been referred to me by someone else and hadn't been following me. So didn't know what it is that I did. She reached out and she pre-framed the call as soon as we jumped on the call is, you know, I've worked with this, you know, A, B, C, D mentors and, you know, use the names. This is what I've done. So I don't know that I even need to work with you. And I went, I don't know if I need to work with you either. Tell me what it is you're trying to achieve. We actually spoke for a good hour. I really deep dived into the issues that she was telling me. She was giving me symptoms and I was trying to work out what the root cause of those symptoms were. It did take quite a while. And at the end of the call, she said, Sam, thank you so much. No one has ever asked me those questions. And I didn't realize that was actually my problem. So what she'd been doing was going to find a coach to treat one of her symptoms, which all it was going to do was put a Band-Aid. It was never, ever going to actually, you know, fix what was going wrong and that, you know, what she was trying to fix would have gone on forever and ever and ever and ever. And it wasn't until I asked her the right questions that she realised that that's what was going on. So make sure that you have those conversations with people. Yeah, that's super important. I think asking the right questions and also what you said there was really great, like having the other person ask you the right questions and knowing what those questions should be. So I'm just going to recap what we just said here. First question you want to ask a prospective coach or consultant is have they achieved the results you're looking for? And you can, I'd even encourage you to go beyond asking the question because they can say yes, but show me like what's the proof, right? Mm. Have you got clients that speak about the results that you've produced with them? If they're claiming revenue, they're claiming profit. You know, I work in the bookkeeping world with Ninja, So um, yeah. it's like, I don't want to hear about your million dollar launch. I want to hear about what was the profit on that million dollar launch. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Like, like, so I'm asking sort of deeper questions. And if they're not transparent and willing to go there, I mean, I understand some people don't want to talk about that. But here's the thing. A coaching relationship is, as you would know, very important relationship. And it's one built on trust. So mm -hmm. if the coach is not willing to share certain things, um, why do you think the client's going to be willing to share those certain things? Mm, right. Mm. So there's a dynamic that goes on there. And then the second question you had was the prospective coach should be asking you, what is the outcome that you want to achieve? And they should be digging into that to really understand the symptoms versus the actual root cause. Uh, yeah. And solve that. I love it. Can I, I give you, just actually, yeah. just to round that out, I'll give you the opposite. So if you get on a call with a prospective coach and you're trying to find out what that root cause is, and the first thing they do is try and sell you their product, mm -mm, don't go there because they are trying to prescribe a product that they don't know whether it will suit your symptom. And I've been there, I'm sure you have, with some of the big names in the industry. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. And, you know, they put you on as someone who's a coach uh, uh -huh. and they end up, they're not because all they're doing is trying to sell you into a program, um, yep. which is not really in the best interest of the client. Uh, yep. I've turned people away, and I know you have, that are just not mm -hmm. a good fit. And you just go, Absolutely. look, you better off going to XYZ coach because they're, they're a specialist of that thing and that's what mm -hmm. you need or you know or whatever it may be um, absolutely you, let's talk about some of these case studies because based on these three mistakes that people are making yeah why don't you run, run us through one or two particular individuals or businesses that you've worked with to work through some of these challenges 
Let's talk about hoping sales will just happen because I think that this is a big one. So I worked with two different people. There was one person that I was working with that wanted to start a coaching business. He'd been in business for quite a while. So he had a, a quite a large business background and wanted to move into the coaching space. He's had his own business for about 20 years. Because he was moving into the coaching space in a completely different field, he had no social media following. He had no list. All the things that people say you have to have to be able to launch your online coaching course. Alternately, I had another client that came to me with a database of 17,000. That database of 17,000 people she had spoken with and interacted with over 10 years, the sum total of zero times. Zero. Not even a, hey, thanks for signing up. People had given the, the email address and that person had never done anything. She was spending her time doing different things. Came to 10 years later, wanted to launch her online course, went, I've got this massive database, had been spending her time in different areas. And guess what happened with that database of 17,000 people that she hadn't interacted with for 10 years? Got a lot of unsubs and that's about it. Mm. Unsubscribes. Zero sales, nothing happened because she wasn't spending her time doing the right things. One of the biggest things that I think is, you know, I'm going to put this in air quote, the right things is creating relationships. Like we are real people and we do business with real people. So my other client who had a list of zero and a social media following, you know, he had, he was connected with people, but not anything to do with what he was planning on for his coaching. You know, we talked about, you know, getting clear on his message. He didn't even have a website any of those things just came out offering value a very clear call to action this is how you can work with me and within I think it was about 20 days he'd launched his first course he got three people in that course which a lot of people are going here yeah, three people whatever but since so that was in May since then he's launched three times he's already taken people through three times He's got an email list now. He's adding value into Facebook Lives every week. He's having conversations with people. I'm loving watching him interacting on social media because people are just loving the value that he's sharing mm. and, you know, what he's got to share. And there's people hanging off every word going, oh, my goodness. So um, I think it was two weeks ago he decided he wanted to run a retreat. He said, Sam, you know what, I just want to go with five people for the first one. And that's what I love about him too. He's so let's just get the, you know, the minimum viable product. Anyway, he sold his five people out in two hours. Amazing. I know, so good because he was about out there doing the right things, got very clear on his message, knew what he was about, knew what he had to talk about, added value, had conversations with people and, you know, he's off and running. So to give people an idea of sort of the, the money side of things, how much is that coach making sort of on average for his programs? Here's the funny thing. He launched a program, but out of that, from doing the launch, he got one-on-one -on -one clients. Mm. He filled his program. He also got people doing other things. So I know that his four-week group coaching program on his first round was only $500 for a month. Yep. I, that was his beta. I think he's at 997 a person now for that month. His one-on-one, -on -one, I think, is around $2,000. And he picked up a couple of those. Some people would be saying, oh, 
super low numbers. Man, he came out of the gate. He did that. He's added that extra revenue stream. He's growing. You know, he's able, and I know that he's charging more for each round. His retreat, I actually don't know what he charged for that. But the fact that people are just like, yep, yeah, I'm in, sign me up because they knew the value. So, yeah. yeah. And I just want people to pay attention to, you can go from where he started, which was zero to let's launch a coaching, you know, do it right, put a beta out there, which is basically for those who don't get what that means. It's basically, it's your first, like a draft version of the program, if you want to call it that. Um, and you're doing it at a reduced price because you're testing it and you want people to come in and experience it and then you can get results with them. And this is what Sam teaches in, in the program. And basically they can walk away with two grand. Like if you've got four clients at $500, mm. that's two grand that you didn't have, right? So, And I'll tell um, you what else, it's yeah. not just the money. And this is where, you know, you're a genius at this yourself. He got the feedback he needed to be able to, to make the iterations to the second thing. You know, we chat regularly. He understands where the gaps are so he can fill them because anyone that's starting out, there is gaps. We all have knowledge gaps. So he was able to see them and fill them really quickly, which means he can ask extra money. He gets case studies. Those case studies are worth so much. And I know that's your zone of genius, but, you know, that was off the back of that. It was like, hey, I'm just going to charge you this very upfront. It's my first time. I want the feedback as we go. And, you know, I'd love to know. And all of those people did give him case studies and they, they raved about, you know, the transformations that they got. So, you know, a win for him and it's also a win for his clients. So it's, you know, that's what we're aiming for, that win-win. 100%. And I think the nice thing of having those people go through the, the initial rounds of the program is that they become your ambassadors and advocates. They're the ones that go out and tell their friends about, hey, I just had this tremendous experience with you, like this particular coach or whatever it may be. Why don't you check it out? Because I think this would help you too. And that's really why I'm so big on the case studies. Mm. I'm like, because that helps people understand what you do. Now, you yeah. also mentioned another client, Sam, which had the huge list, but didn't, uh -huh. didn't engage. All right. Um, what happened with that particular client? That client decided to pack that all in and walked away. Oh, wow. <laughs> that actually was that person didn't do a, like one of my ongoing programs. Mm. It was just a hey, I you know she took what we were doing and ran with it once. And that's the thing that there is no magic pill. You can't just create something overnight and have it totally work at first. You know, like in a huge way. It's I think that Jay that we're talking about, he understood that it's a work in progress. And by putting in that consistent effort and changing things up, you know, by the end of the year, he will have run a retreat. He will have taken on, you know, multiple one-on-one -on -one clients. He'll be running the, you know, the fourth round of his program. And if you can look back and say, would I rather be where he is now? Because we look at everyone's, you know, we don't look at their starting story. We look at where they are now and it's such a dangerous place to be. So just get going. I know that you've spoken to one of my clients, Ali, who's done really well. And Ali was, you know, someone else that was hoping that sales would happen and spending time on the wrong things. But I'll say the sad thing for her was that she actually was working with a coach for 18 months. Um, mm. And she was working with a coach that wasn't giving her strategy. Great cheerleader, I believe. But, you know, we need someone to help us that's more than just being a cheerleader. And since I think within four months of working with Ali, she went from having a part-time coaching business while she was in her part-time employment to being able to move within four months into full-time being in the business and making sales. So super exciting. Just by understanding, you know, I was able to look and go, here's the gaps. 
you know, here, 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 let's fill those. Yeah, that sort of supports what you said earlier about the questions you need to be asking a prospective coach or when you're evaluating a program, you want to see how long does it take to get that result? And we want realistic results. I'm not saying go from zero to a million dollars in six months, right? I'm going, you know, if you want to just get your first three clients, right? You can't do that within 90 days of working with your coach. There's got to be questions raised. You've got to start mm-hmm. looking at, well, you know, why isn't this happening? And if this, just evaluate like an Ali situation as a red flag, maybe she could have looked at that point. You know, you would have said, hey, well, actually, there's nothing right. 18 months in with a coach and nothing's happening. There's a problem. Okay, I love it. So we're going to wrap it up, but I, I just wanted to let people know uh, and ask you, Sam, a bit about this webinar you're presenting. I think it's next week or in a few days' time. So yeah, next Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. Tell us about this training that you're offering on how to transform your knowledge into a profitable online business and do work that matters. What's that all about and what can people expect on that free training? Absolutely. So it is about transforming your knowledge and turning it into an online coaching business or an online business. If you're in the situation where you're in a job and have had, you know, maybe COVID's not been a great year for a lot of people in work, maybe you've had a, a reset and thought, do, is this what I really want to be doing? And maybe you want to start something on the side. Or if you're a coach and you're really struggling to get to those consistent, regular, you know, at least 10K months where you don't have to panic about, you know, your roller coaster income, then I'm going to go through things like how to attract clients and even more than that, how to attract your dream clients. And I talk about dream client avatars rather than ideal client avatars because I think that ideal client avatar is such a logical way to look at you know who it is that we want to work with and we start to think about oh who's the person that has the most money or who's the person that you know has two children and lives down the road and whose children go to primary school rather than thinking who are the dream clients that I could offer the most value to and that I love working with so um, so we're going to talk about how to attract those and it's very much about how to take your knowledge in a certain way and package it up so you're purely working in your genius zone. I'm going to talk about how to do work that matters because I believe that the planet is going through this massive shift in consciousness and a lot of people may be feeling that they really know that they're here for a bigger purpose, that they really want to create a big ripple of impact as many people as possible. So we're going to talk about how to be able to package that up and still be able to pay the bills because not all of us can just not work at all and do our passion projects. It's how to tie all that up. And I'm going to also talk about how you can create your business and have a life. And I can tell you that I know this one intimately because my very first business I started and I thought, oh, I want to start a business so I can have freedom and found myself a few years down the track being quite resentful of the amount of hours I was working, being resentful of my clients. And I know that a lot of coaches end up in this position and it's a real shame because, you know, coaches have got big hearts. They do what they do because they really, really love to help people. And, you know, if we're creating a business that we start to hate, we resent our clients, then that's just a really big, it's a a lost opportunity for us, our families, our, you know, friends and and ourselves, and also for the clients that are going to miss out when we just go, nah, this is all too much, I'm packing it in. So we're going to talk about how to create your business so that you can fill your cup so that you can give more to your clients. Yeah, and that's so huge because you 
can only give so much as you've got to give, right? And if you're burning mm-hmm. out on one end, it's, it's I've experienced that as well. So I know what it's like to go, okay, I'm doing 60 hours a week and that's, you know, you just can't show up in, in a positive way as much as I'm the positive no. guy and people go, you're really positive. It's like, no, you haven't seen me when I'm burning out, I'm dying. Yeah. Like it's a different thing, right? But yeah. my wife yeah. sees it or someone else sees it in the background. Right? Yes. Mm. Yeah. And and they start, you know, and and I know that it's happened to me, like, you know, we are human or I'm human. <laughs> I have human moments where every now and again, even my hubby will say to me, Sam, like, you're a bit snappy at the moment. You know what? I haven't been to the beach every day this week or, I, you know, I'm not filling my cup. So you're dead right. And these things can really have terrible life altering impacts, you know, like marriage separations and far out. We had one of the business owners next to our shop that actually commit suicide in her store because she felt that there was no way out. This is stuff that should not be happening. So um, I'm really, really passionate about creating businesses that we can sustain for ourselves and for everyone around us. Here, here. So just again, for everyone listening and watching, free training coming up. Sam's going to be running that on how to transform your knowledge into a profitable online business and do work that matters and build it in a sustainable way, as we've just been talking about. Uh, the link is in the chat. Uh, if you're listening to this on a podcast, it's simplecreativemarketing.com forward slash Sam Riley. And it's uh, happening on Wednesday, September 30th, 8 a.m. in Sydney. Uh, if you're in other places, you, you can do the conversion. I'm not going to do that for you right now. Um, <laughs> well, it's... 6 p.m. Eastern or 3 p.m. Pacific. There you go. Sam's got it because we do have some U.S. audience here as well. And I wanted to appreciate everyone who's joined us today. If you have any questions, please, even if you're watching the replay, drop in in the chat. Uh, myself and Sam will come back and respond. Otherwise, go check out that training. All right. Highly encourage it. I'll be on there as well. And also, if you haven't joined our group, my group just yet, I encourage you to do that. We've got a group called Authentic Influence, and it's where we're going to talk about all these episodes and content marketing and coaching and all these different things that we we like at simplecreativemarketing.com forward slash warriors and that's where you can also sam's in the group as well and and so she can interact with you in there and tell you all about her amazing clients and things like that so thanks again sam for joining us today it's been an honor and uh any last words for our audience Oh, wow. You threw that one on me. Here I am thinking I was going to say goodbye and you want me to pull something really (laughs) smart out. (laughs) No, look, I really think that this year, you know, has been such a crazy year, but at the same time, what it's done is shown us that we have had the space to stop and say, is this what we want to be doing with our life? This has given us the space to say, you know, what is it that we actually want to be doing? How do we want to be living our life? What do we want to be creating? And I think the other thing it's done is shown us that there are opportunities. They just might not be where we originally thought they were. There's a lot of opportunities out there. And I think that 2020 has just made us realize that maybe we need to, you know, open up a little bit more to go and discover and explore and get out there. So I think that it's a really as bad as this year has been for so many people, it's also some really amazing opportunities coming out of it. And I think that being able to create some sort of business that gives you the income that you need to live your life and, you know, the time to be able to have the choice to live how you want to live is just, you know, it it is such a fabulous thing. And now it's a great time to do it with all the technology and all the things and the mentorship and people like Sam in the world. It's amazing. I would highly encourage you to check that out and see what Sam's up to. Thanks again, Sam, for joining us today. Thanks, Sam. So it's been a pleasure. (laughs) And uh, we'll chat again real soon. Thanks, everyone, for joining us as well. And give us a like, a thumbs up, whatever you want. 
I'm going to do a quick sneak preview of what's coming up for people who are following the series, right? So the next episode, I don't know if it's coming on the screen. There it is. Yeah. So we've got uh, SEO expert by the name of Gert Malek coming on to teach us how to create content that ranks page one in Google. So he's coming up in a week's time. So anyone who wants to learn that stuff, jump in and make sure you like my page, but also join our Facebook group where we'll share more about that. And Sam, this one might be a good one for some of your people as well. So absolutely, there we go. Let's stop my screen sharing and that's it. Thank you. Have a wonderful evening and afternoon, everybody. And Sam, we'll talk to you real soon. Thanks. Authentic Influence is brought to you by simplecreativemarketing.com, where we help six-figure-plus agencies and services businesses to generate more leads and sales with less content.